Thank you for coming out on a snowy Sunday morning. There's a lot more people here than there was at 9.30, so thank you for braving the, the elements and cleaning off the car and coming here this morning. Aren't you glad you did? It's something about being in the presence of the Lord. And can I just ask how many of you, um, if you could just get your bulletins out there, green bulletins, if you didn't get one when you came in, just raise your hand. But on the sermon notes part, would you guys write down Lito's name and Ed's name and, and Eileen's name? Would you just pray for them this week, please? Just lift them up to the Lord every time you think of them. We just want to pray for them and stand with them because we don't want anybody to uh, go without prayer in life. You aren't meant to do this all alone. But we want to welcome you this morning and uh, glad that you're part of the family of God and we're here for you. So if you have a request that you'd like us to pray for and we pray all week long, would you fill out the white sheet of paper and just put your prayer requests down? Or if God has answered a, a major prayer request this year in 2010, you want to give praise to God as this year ends, write that down and we'll celebrate with you. But uh, just fill out the Friendship Register. This is actually our only service this weekend, and so I'm glad that you're here. But if you could fill that out and fill out any uh, prayer requests, that would be great. Also, children are in uh, Children's Church now, so if any children didn't escape during the... Uh, um, uh, worship time, go ahead and go now, and you can go to the gym. They're going to have a great time with them, uh, with the children in the gym. We want to receive our tithes and offerings, so I'm going to ask the men and women to get ready to receive those, and uh, what a great morning it is to uh, worship the Lord. This is our last Sunday to give. You can read in the bulletin about how uh, you can give. If you need to give, uh, you have to give before the end of the year, before uh, 2010 comes to a close, and so we do have one more service before then, and that's our uh, New Year's Eve service, so you can give in that service, or you can give today, or if you want to bring something in during the week in the office, you can do that. We'll be here Monday through Thursday, uh, excuse me, Monday through Wednesday uh, till 5 p.m. in the office, but um, any giving that needs to be recorded in 2010, um, go ahead and uh, do that today or sometime this week before the 31st. And let me say thank you for your faithfulness in giving. When I think about what God is doing, whether it be in our community here, as we reach out to children and young people in, in our area, or I, I think about lives that have been changed and transformed, when I look at the, the missionary board in the lobby and I, I get to read the letters before they go up on the board and, and uh, just hear what we're doing, whether it be with, with preaching the gospel or training people to preach the gospel or with orphans or, or just, I mean, work around the world. Um, it's, just, it's just such a privilege to be a part of that. And none of that's possible without your faithful giving. And so thank you for giving to the Lord because uh, only eternity will tell how many lives have been changed. And we're looking for a good report. So many have given sacrificially toward the end of this year. And we're believing God. Uh, for a good report next Sunday. So um, just give your first and your best to God, and we're going to believe that he meets all of our needs according to his riches and glory. As you get your offerings ready, uh, there's no Saturday night service next Saturday night uh, because that's uh, New Year's Day, and we will be having a, a service uh, the day before. And then there's no men's prayer next Saturday morning as well. And, uh, and it's not that the men aren't being spiritual, it's just that we will have been up very late the night before praying and having communion. And I want uh, Pastor Merrill to come and tell us a little bit about that service, because that's kind of the big uh, service that's coming up this week. And that'll be Friday evening. Pastor Merrill, tell us more about that. Amen. Friday night, it's in your bulletin under New Year's Eve service. Every year, the last Sunday of the year, we gather at church. I think that's great. 
It's 11 o'clock at night. The service starts, so you can be with family ahead of time. But uh, we've just made it a practice to always end our year in the presence of the Lord and begin a new year in the presence of the Lord. And so we have communion right at midnight. Always say, so that's the last act of the old year, first act of the new year. Done it for years and years. So every year we start in communion, end in communion. So I hope we're living in communion uh, all year long. This year, it's really special because we've invited the Korean congregation that worships here uh, with us in our building. And uh, they have a service starts at uh, 12, I think. Uh, right after we're done, maybe it's 11.30. But anyhow, they're going to join with us because they always had a New Year's Eve service at the same time. So we said, why don't you just all come together? And we got to talk about it. I said, well, why don't we have refreshments ahead of time? So it'll be light refreshments uh, starting at 10 o'clock in the gym. So just come early and uh, have a snack or two and fellowship with each other. Tell everybody Happy New Year ahead of time. And then we'll, we, 11 and 12, we have to start right at 11. So we'll turn the lights off at 10 till so you can come in here. And uh, we just have a good communion time. So come out. And uh, come early, have some refreshments. The Koreans are also going to join us for that. And uh, just meet some other members of the body of Christ. It's going to be great. And looking forward to having you there. Amen. It's going to be a good time. And also, next Sunday is the first Sunday of 2011. And we will celebrate Pastor Merrill's 35th anniversary here at Christian Life Church next Sunday morning. And um, we're looking forward to a great new year in God. I'm telling you more about that next week because we just believe when you start a new year, it's good to start with the Lord. I'm going to invite uh, Gabby Ubaldo to come up and prepare. She's going to be uh, performing our offertory this morning uh, just to remind us of God's grace, His love, His help throughout 2010 and into a new year. As the men and women come forward to uh, receive our offerings, uh, just Make yourself available of all the things in the bulletin. We're going to start the new year with a praise and worship night. And uh, so that's going to be great and, and uh, a lot of things happening. But uh, it's always good to end one year with God and start a brand new year with God as well. Would you bow your heads and your hearts as we pray for today's offering? God, I thank you for your faithfulness. And God, I thank you that we're not alone. And uh, God, I thank you for all the promises in your word. And so God, we give today in worship. We give to honor you, to bless your holy name. God, we, we, just, we just believe that you're going to meet every need. God, that you're going to meet every need, not only of the church, but of every missionary, every kingdom builder around the world. God, you're going to meet the need of every individual, every family here at Christian Life Church, because God, you've got so much work that you want to do in this world. And so God, I thank you that you've called us and that you use us. And God, that as we are faithful in giving, uh, God, your word and your kingdom knows no end. And, uh, God, we're excited to be a part of something like that. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God's with us. His grace is with us. It walks with us. And um, uh, Gabby played this song at uh, her father's funeral earlier this year, and I thought it would be a good reminder of God's grace with us every step through this year and into a new year. Thanks, Gabby.
we were wondering what could we do that would be special to remind us that God's grace and his love walks with us all the time, through the good times, through the bad times. Thank you, Gabby, for sharing with us today. That was great. Amen. This time of year, throughout December, through the years, we've always um, had uh, the pastors share their heart. And, and uh, um, I've always enjoyed this time of year back when I was a youth pastor and associate, the opportunity to share with the church. And, and so today we're having uh, Pastor Jonathan share the message, the word, as we close out a new year, before we begin a new year. And I just so appreciate all of our staff. I think we have the greatest staff here at Christian Life Church. But I just appreciate Pastor Jonathan. Yes, amen. Amen. And, uh, well, you guys are clappy today. That's fun. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's after Christmas. But I just appreciate Jonathan. Um, not only has he just done such a great job with us on the weekends, uh, leading us, but has built the youth ministry and really done a great job with that, has stirred our hearts, was uh, recently, just a couple months ago, ordained to the ministry. And so it's just a thrill to welcome him to the pulpit this morning. Would you welcome Pastor Jonathan Jensen as he comes to minister the word? Amen. Well, I can uh, definitely take advantage of this opportunity, and uh, I definitely want to thank everybody in this church, because recently, especially over Pastor Appreciation Month and this month, the pastors have received uh, numerous gifts from people in this church. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you, and I think I can say on behalf of the pastors, thank you so much for your gifts. They mean so much to us, especially at this time of the year. So thank you all very, very much for that. Can we start by turning to Isaiah 29.13? Isaiah 29.13. And you know, I, I know Jab, Gabby did a special. I think I might do one too. Is that okay if I just sing a song really quick? Is that okay? So you don't clap for me, Pastor Darrell, but if it was for Gabby. But uh, here we go. We're going to do something here. I know it takes some people a really long time to turn, so I figure I'll take up time. <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> Try this here. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. Yes, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, yes, it's all about you, Jesus. If you clap for that, you have a problem. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I take it you didn't enjoy that, and uh, it was probably for a reason, because if you have any sort of musical ear whatsoever you could tell that something was wrong. Am I right? Is there anybody that didn't notice? I just want to know. If you have any sort of musical ear, you'll be able to tell something by that song didn't sound right. Something about it wasn't right. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't the notes I was singing because those are right. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't the chords that I was playing because those were right. The problem was 
My guitar was out of tune, terribly out of tune. And even though I sang the right notes, even though I played the right chords, even though I looked like I was worshiping, my guitar was completely out of tune. And it sounds terrible when your guitar is out of tune. Can I take us to a deeper level right off the bat? Is that okay if we do that? Because right off the bat, I'd like to say that some of us sing the right notes, we play the right chords, we have the right look, we have the right appearance. But what the, the guitar represents today is our heart. And if our heart is out of tune, no matter if the notes we're singing is right, no matter if the, the notes we're playing are right, no matter if we have the right look, the right appearance, the right special hand-holding thing, it doesn't sound good. And the reality of it is, many of us in here wouldn't be able to tell, but there's one person who can, and that's God. And no matter how we look, no matter how we think we sound, God hears our heart. And I'd like to take us to that level as we read this scripture that I think directly points this out to us as Christians. In Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, the Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they have been taught. It's almost like we've been taught in this generation how to worship and how to style this worship gender, if you will. But all God cares about is the heart. The outside can be great. We can have great music with great songs and great everything else. But if our hearts are not in tune, it still sounds bad. Are we getting this this morning? It still sounds bad. Because they honor me with their mouth and with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The title of the message today is Tune Up. Tune Up. Now I know this isn't the classic after Christmas, going into New Year's, happy slappy message that you want to hear that'll just put smiles on everybody's faces. But the reality of it is that God is calling us to a better place. He's calling us to a higher place. And if we would tune our hearts, it wouldn't sound so bad. If we would tune our hearts, the worship that we're trying to, to give God and, and completely honor Him with would be able to sound great if we were in tune. You see, naturally going into the new year, there's so many times where we come up with these changes that we have to make. Am I right? Let's just start right off the bat with weight changes. There's many of us that say, oh, it's the new year. I am going to change my weight. Or there's some of us that may say, this year I'm going to change where I am in my career. I'm going to build myself up in my career. Some of us say, well, in my family, I'm going to spend more time with my family because I need to make this change. There's all these changes that have to take place because we're going into a new year and it's time to make changes. Generally, they last about two weeks, if that. But we see that there's a change that needs to be made. And, and how can we actually make that change? How can we actually come to the point where change occurs? There has to be something. And that something is a goal. Is a goal. 
For our weight, maybe it's a weight goal that you want to get to this weight goal. For our career, maybe it's a position. I want to work hard until I get to this position. For our family, maybe our goal is to be closer to them. Whether it's our wife or a husband, our children, whatever the case may be, there is a goal in mind that I want to say first and foremost as we start here this morning that God has a goal for your life in 2011. Can you believe that today? That, that God has a goal for us in 2011. And I know that because in Jeremiah 29:11 is this church says a lot, and for good reason. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. It also says in Psalm 139, verse 3, if you want to write that down, it's Psalm 139, verse 3. It says, you chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. We would be stupid if I could say that. We would be stupid to think that God doesn't know where we are. We would be stupid to think that God can't hear if we're out of tune. We would be stupid to think that we can raise our hands and sing these great songs in perfect pitch without realizing that God hears the truth inside of our heart. And the reality of it is, it reminds me a lot of a tuner. Because this tuner is magical. It's a very expensive tuner, and it helps me in a lot of ways. I kind of want to show you, if that's okay. Um, on Sunday morning, rather than sounding like I just sang a couple minutes ago, I take advantage of something, the tuner. I'm going to tell you how it works. I take this tuner, I plug into it, like so, and I turn it on, okay? And then what I do is, this tuner knows exactly where I am. I am off. Terribly. And so what it does is it kind of says, you need to go sharper because you're really, really flat. Oh, that's a little too much. Go, wait, wait for it. Right there. And it tells me I'm on. It tells me if I'm flat, it tells me if I'm sharp. And then when I get right on, it tells me that I'm right on. And interestingly enough, there's a few other chords here. Okay, that one's, that one's okay. That one's okay. The, the interesting thing about this is it tells you whether you're sharp or flat. And there's times in our lives, can I just be straightforward, where God's saying, you know, you're running a little flat in this area. And the reason you know this is because if you plug into my tuner, which is the Word of God, and you see some things are offset, if you've known my Holy Spirit who is me, and he tells you that there's something off, and you sense something in your spirit that is wrong, it's telling you that you are off. And so if we would just plug into that tuner a little bit and say, okay, can you tell me where I'm wrong at? Oh, that's way sharp. You know, you have a major pride issue. You need to flatten down a little bit. Let's, let's go ahead and tune, tune this just up a little. Just like that. And you know, you think that you're so perfect. You think that you're never, ever wrong, but the fact is, you are. You have so much pride in your heart, you can never say, I'm sorry, because you never think that you're actually wrong. And you go ahead and pluck that string, you're way sharp. And so what this, what this does is it tells you to go down. And it says, you're way off. You're way off. You need to get to a point where you are... Oh, there you go. You're getting a little closer. 
You can go closer. You know what? I really have a. I need to say that I'm sorry every now and then, God. I'm, I really authentically want to make a change in my life. You're on. And all of a sudden, when we start tuning things in our lives, we start making things correct. The chord that we may have played before that sounded terrible suddenly sounds pretty good. And that's change. You can clap for that. You see, it would be a shame for me to come up here on Sunday mornings without tuning my guitar because it would torture everybody in the room. But the hard part about it is the only person it really tortures is God because no one else can tell except you and God. But the reality of it is it really doesn't stop there because the Bible says something else, that the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let me just say this. If you think you're so good at hiding things that are crumbled up inside your heart out of its abundance in time, it will come out. And the people around you will find out, whether it's your family, your church family, your pastors, whatever the case may be, it will come out some way or another. And I tell you that not because I say it, but because God's word says it. There's a deeper point here that God has a goal for you. And his goal is for you to tune to him because God's word says in 1 Peter that to be holy as I am holy. He's asking you and telling you to tune to where he is. So the question is now, how do I do that? Because I know there's some people in this room that may have been struggling with things for years. There's things that have been out of tune for years and you just don't see how it's possible that you can pull that specific note back into tune. You don't see how it's possible because it's been covering you for so long. It's been haunting you for so long. And the answer is we need to turn to something that we depend on. We need to turn to something we depend on and that is toilet paper. If you didn't know, I'm also the youth pastor, so I can do this stuff. Um, we'll just say for short, TP, because the two points that I really want to pull out today is T and P. And just like you depend on this TP, I'm going to ask you to depend on the TP that I'm going to share with you today. The first is the T, which is going to represent Tie your shoes. Tie your shoes. As you write that down, I just want to inform you that lately I've been playing um, basketball with uh, several guys from another church, and, and there's this one guy that no matter what day it is, what the weather is like, it doesn't matter, he never ties his shoes. I don't know if this is a style thing. Maybe some of the young people can help me out here. I don't know if this is cool or something, but he never ever ties his shoes. And he's always out on the basketball court and he trips all over the place. You know, he's a pretty good player and he would be a lot better if he would just tie his shoes. It frustrates me because every five seconds he's like, oh, and he tucks them in like that's going to help. It's like, what? And like five minutes later, the shoes come untied and he stops and it, it trips him up and he falls and all this stuff, but he refuses to tie his shoes. And I'm just telling you this because there's Christians in this room that refuse to tie their shoes. And what do I mean by tying our shoes is simply preparing for the day, getting in God's word, getting in prayer with God, committing ourselves, arming ourselves for the day. Can we just turn really quick to 1 Peter? 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. 
And believe me, I know this is the typical, oh yeah, we got to pray and read our Bible speech. This is not that. I'm telling you to tie your shoes because if you do not tie your shoes, you are more likely to trip and you are more likely to fall. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, it starts with this. So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. A couple keys I want to pull out of this. Arm yourselves and be ready. And be ready. You know, I've started something recently because you, I know this is going to shock you, but, but even pastors can sometimes struggle with actually getting up in the morning and reading their Bible before they start their day. Because you know there's a lot of things to do. And sometimes when I get in the Bible, can I be honest, my problem is I automatically start thinking of messages. Oh, I have to think of this message. I have to think of this. And God really wants to pour into pastors, especially just as he wants to pour into people. That's exactly what he wants to do. And so, and so it's interesting. What I've done in the morning is I've started eating Wheaties because if you haven't noticed, I love food. Uh, I, I do. And, and so in the morning, I never miss breakfast. And so one of the things I've been trying to do recently is while I eat breakfast, I also read my Bible. Because I have this other problem, I'm a tasker. If I'm not doing two or three things at one time, I feel like I'm not doing something right. That's a problem. It's kind of one of those things. I, I have this problem where I actually sometimes procrastinate just so I can have that feeling of getting everything done at once. It's a problem. Don't tell my boss. Oh, he's here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But, but the reality of it is, if it helps, why not? And whatever your thing may be, if it helps, why not? For me, it's eating while, I'm, while I'm, I'm reading the Bible at the same time. I'm doing two things at once. If I don't feed my body, I don't feed my soul. If I don't feed my soul, I don't feed my body. It's one of those things. And if I combine them together, you better believe I'm going to feed my body. And so I'm going to absolutely feed my soul. It's connecting things and making things happen. Whatever works for you, we need to arm ourselves. We need to be ready for the day. If there's a string that's out of tune in your life and you want so bad to get that thing tuned up, you want so bad to get whatever that is fixed in your life, you absolutely need to tie your shoes. You absolutely need to prepare for the day. I've talked to some people on the worship team that, that pray on their way to, to work. And they're just simply talking to God. Some of them actually pull their phones out so they don't look crazy, you know, and just sit there praying like this so they don't look like they're, you know. But, but they're doing whatever it takes to be ready for the day, to prepare for the day, whether it's at night or in the morning, whatever the case may be, we need to arm ourselves. If we're going to fight a battle of getting in tune with God, we need to be prepared. We need to tie our shoes. Because if we go untied, we have a much greater chance to trip. And if we go untied, we have a much greater chance to fall. Will you absolutely sin that day? Will you absolutely screw up or mess up? Maybe not. But you have a greater chance because your shoes are untied. Second part of this is the P part, and it's simply this. Play your heart out. Would you write that down? Tie your shoes and play your heart out. You know, I've noticed something as I've been playing basketball a couple times a week now and just trying to get that going, the more I play, the better I get. It's a great concept, right? And, and you know, even in high school, as I was running for football and different things, the more I ran, the easier it was to run. The more I lifted weights, the more I built myself up, the more weight I could handle. This is life-changing for some of you. I know it is. I know it sounds crazy, 
But the more we play our hearts out on a day-to-day basis, the more we commit ourselves to being in tune, the more we say no to sin and no to this world and refusing to be just like everybody else, the more we do that, the easier we'll run, the stronger we'll get, the better we'll be able to play because we're building a confidence and we're building our strength as we commit ourselves. Let's look at the second half of that verse in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. The second part says, For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. What does it mean to suffer physically? I know that there's people around the world that are suffering physically. And specifically for the gospel, as we see our our missionaries suffering for the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what ways do we typically suffer here? For some of us, we suffer to keep our mouth shut. (laughs) Is that true? And it can be difficult. Let's just be honest. You don't have to say it aloud, but let's just be honest. Sometimes when you have something that you want to say about somebody to somebody else because they're not there, and it would just totally fit the conversation, it would be so funny, it would be so entertaining... And it's almost like, it sounds terrible, but it's almost like a suffering that we do deal with. And if we really take the effort to hold our tongues, imagine what can happen. It seems like almost a suffering inside of us. And I know that sounds pathetic, but, it, but isn't it true? We say, you know, oh, that's, of course I would never do. Really? Because there's some of us that when we get mad, Ooh, it's so easy to say something. But if you hold it back and you're able to hold it in and refrain, it's almost a suffering that takes place. It's a discipline that takes place. And the more that we can say no, the more that we can hold back, the more that we can refuse to become just like everybody else in this world, the more that we do that, the stronger we'll get, the faster we'll run, the more we'll be able to lift. And God is entrusting this to us. Because you see, if we're going to get in tune, change has to take place. And change is not easy, am I right? Change is not easy. True change takes pain. True change will take suffering. It It will take action. Because without it, We're just simply staying out of tune. And sometimes we're going in even worse tune. Play your heart out. You know, can I tell you something? You can, listen to this, you can beat temptation. Did you know that's possible? You can say no to temptation. Let's just try that together on the count of three. One, two, three, no. It's awesome, isn't it? It's just this amazing power that we have that we can say no, and we can say it with our mouths, but it takes even more effort to say it with our spirits. We can beat temptation. I'll never forget this, this ad for, for the Marines several years ago um, when like all my friends were looking into joining the Marines, so we just wanted to do it too, but then we realized that it's a lot harder than it actually looks, so then we went to college. And so um, I'll never forget this ad. It says, pain is weakness leaving the body. Pain is weakness leaving the body. You know, it's funny, you think about working out, and I know there's so many people that think, you know, when you lift weights, 
that your muscles just grow bigger. When the fact is, when you lift weight, you're actually your muscle. Does that make sense? Then after, it's the fast and it takes a protein to take food and the energy to provide a bit to muscle. It doesn't exactly happen. It takes pain to create strength. It takes pain to build muscle. I tested I was high school, okay. I worked hard after you muscles one day, but okay, fine. No, but the reality of it is it's pain builds strength. And when you're pain, just like this advertisement, I love it. It's like weakness leaving the body. You become stronger. Weakness and strength is in. Like the Corinthians chapter 10, 13. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And it's, he will not let you be tempted on what you can bear. I want us to look at this. He will not be tempted but you can bear. When you are tempted, he will also provide a house so you can endure it. You can defeat temptation. You can endure it. You can say no. You can get in tune. You can worship on a Sunday morning and not think about the things that are actually in your heart. You can do it. And in 2011, as we look at these changes that need to be in our life, would we look at our spirit? Would we t- take a look into our heart and see what needs to be changed in here? Because it's the most important thing. It's what God sees. And if not careful, it's what people around us will see too. It could be family. It could be your wife. It could be your husband that sees out. And if it's good, life will change, but it'll be worse. Only because plant and oath is an He would once throw the change, it's get to we end and choose our heart out. To choose and play our hearts out. And the fact of the matter is, we can beat temptation. But listen, we can't beat sin. Not alone, at least. I'll never forget in high school when I was working out with one of my buddies. His name's Justin. He was my best man in the wedding. I mean, we were just the greatest friends growing up. And we were in the weight room one day, and I decided that I was going to lift more than I've ever lift, lifted before. This was the day. Has anybody ever had that feeling before? Like, this is the day I'm going to do more and go farther than I've ever gone before. And I'll never forget putting on that weight and just seeing it all go on and thinking to myself, oh, I got this, no problem, yeah, right. I'll never forget getting on that weight bench and just... Ooh, getting all pumped up. Ooh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I get on that bench and I'm starting to, ooh, here we go. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. The cool thing about my best friend, Justin, is he was not only my best friend, and he still is my best friend, but he was my spotter. And the cool thing about spotters is that they stand behind you like this. As I'm sitting here like, dying, he's like this, ready to help me pull this weight up. And what's interesting about a spotter is they take a lot if you don't give a lot. And I was not giving a lot. Little did I know that in the middle of that extravagant weight that I was trying to push up, I felt my muscles stop. <laughs> my muscles were like, you know what, dude, we're done. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And so I'm going up, and I literally myself just, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I'll, I'll never forget my, my friend Justin. <laughs> I don't know, if, for those of you who lift weights, you might know this. Uh, it's a lot different to bench weight than it is to curl weight, okay? And so my friend is literally curling 
what I was supposed to be lifting with my chest because I no longer had any strength. And so my friend, his spotter, was sitting there, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I mean, he was not happy, I'm sure, but he's sitting there and he's pulling up this weight. And what made it even worse was for some reason, when I get embarrassed or some silly thing like that, sometimes I just laugh. And I don't know why. That's terrible. I know. But I'm sitting there and I can't lift it and I start laughing. And he's like, you dude, so mad at me. And then what it made it worse is I laughed more. As a matter of fact, then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and push again. And then I'm like, and I spit on the guy's face. And he's sitting there like, with spit on his face. I'm laughing at him. He's like, dude, what are you doing, man? What are you kidding me? Sitting there curling. Weight that I was supposed to be lifting. Grasp this with me. God is not only our potter, but he's also our spotter. And in the moments that he knew we wouldn't be able to lift the weight, he took it upon himself. In the moment that we released that weight to him, there was times in our lives when we laughed in God's face. And there was moments in our life where we spat on God's face by choosing sin over Him, by giving up, by stopping pushing. He took it upon Himself. And I don't know how my friend did it, but I'll never forget the two of us just, even though I had nothing left in me, and I was basically doing nothing with my arms, With everything inside of me, I pushed. And with everything inside of him, he pulled. And I know how he did it, but eventually that weight bar got set back up. It took everything inside my friend not to hate me. (laughs) So obviously that has nothing to do with God. But as many times as we failed... As many times as we've laughed, as many times as we spat upon God's face in our own selfishness, He was our spotter. And though we can't beat sin, He can. And this verse clears it for us so much. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Though I laughed and though I spat and was stupid and couldn't do it, with everything inside of me, by the end, I was pushing. And though it was impossible for me to do it by myself, with my best friend, it was possible. And what I want to declare to us this morning is that it is possible to tune what's what's up with you. Seriously. I know there's weights that some of you have just let hit on your chest and it's just been sitting there and it's been suffocating you. But it is possible to put your hands back on the bar and start pushing again. It's time. Now it's time. Not two years from now, not your New Year's resolution in 2014, but today. 
It's time for us to make a decision in 2011 to be different. To see that God has a goal for our lives and for our families and for our future. And if we would just get on the weight bench and start pushing, if we would take action in our lives and truly desire change for ourselves, change will happen. Because we have a God, we have a spotter, we have a potter that is shaping us and molding us exactly how He wants if we will let Him. But only if we'll let Him. Can we bow our heads in prayer this morning as Candace comes up to play? I want us to think about this for a minute because we're going into a new year. And whenever we do that, just like I said, all these things that we want to change come into play, but I want us to be challenged with this. That nothing needs to change more than what's going on inside your heart. And I don't believe God gives messages pointlessly. And so I would have to believe that there's people in this room that have a weight that is on their chest that is suffocating them. I have to believe that there's people in this room that are waiting for that moment to change. And they keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And it never happens. And so what I want to challenge us with today is to make it. To make it now. Because every time we sing, every time we worship, God doesn't just see what you're doing. He doesn't just hear the words you're singing. But He hears your heart. And if we would make the effort this year, if we would make the effort in 2011 to change our heart, God's goals for us can come to pass. For those who are in this room that may ask, how? How, how, do I, how do I do that? You don't realize where I am. You don't realize what I've done and what I keep doing and I can't stop. The first thing is admit. Admit you're wrong. Admit you're out of tune. The second thing is action. Action. I can plug my guitar into the tuner, but if, unless I take action and put my fingers on the tuning, the, the tuning gauges, nothing will happen. And so I challenge us here today, as we admit that we're wrong, to take action. Take your fingers, put them on the tuning gauges. Begin to let God move the, your hands in the way that they need to go. Begin to push with all your might because the spotter is there. And there's nothing that you can't handle. There's no temptation that's too great. Because that's what God's Word says. And if we would admit and we would take action, how do we take action? By committing to tying our shoes. By committing to arming ourselves and being ready. And also committing to play your heart out with everything inside you. With everything inside you. You give your heart to God in complete surrender. So as we sit here today, I want to challenge us to simply do those two things inside your heart right now. First of all, admit. Second of all, take action. Take action. Commit to taking action.
Thank you, God. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would just touch every person inside this room. Lord, I know that you didn't give this message to me without a point, Lord, but I know that there's people in this room that needed to hear it. And Lord, for those people who are listening right now, knowing it's them, Father, I pray in your name that you would give them strength. God, I pray in your name that you would spot them, that you would give them the strength and the ability to endure what they feel is impossible. And God, I pray that as they worship, Lord, as they stand to their feet, they would sense and feel their hearts becoming more in tune with you. And as they worship, they would see it be authentic. And that from the inside out, you would be able to hear us. That you would accept our praise, accept our worship wholeheartedly. In your name we pray. Amen. I'd like us to do something before we leave this morning. Can we just stand to our feet? And we're just going to sing this song. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. Yes, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. When it's all about you. Yes, it's all about... Come on, sing it from your heart today. Because I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. Yes, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made when it's all about you. Yes, it's all about just from your heart today. I'm coming back. I'm coming back to heart. Thing I made when it's all about you. Yes, it's all about you, Jesus. Just in the quietness of uh, our final moment together, I'm just going to give you a little time to just talk personally with the Lord. What an important message at the end of uh, one year, beginning anew. Just with your head bowed and your eyes closed, spend some time with the Lord. He's given you a life. He's given you gifts. He's given you family, friends. But He's given you a life to steward and to live for Him. He's granted that to you. So just talk to the Lord for just a brief minute about how you're going to tie your shoes. How you're going to play your heart out. How you're going to be a good steward of the life that he's given you. Just spend a minute with him.
Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that it is right in front of us, challenging us. As we say goodbye to the old and hello to the new, God, we will strive to love you with all of our heart and mind and soul and strength. God, give us courage, give us strength to fight the temptation, to battle against the enemy, God. Give us your protection, your armor. Give us your word, God, in a fresh new way. And uh, God, we belong to you. And so God, I thank you that you're always there to spot us, never going to let us go, always with us, God. We just thank you for that. What a precious promise, God. When we can't handle it, God, you're right there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you're going to walk with us into a brand new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. On the back of your bulletin, or I should say inside your bulletin, is the Bible blog that talks about being in the Word of God in a new year and a variety of opportunities for you to do that. And so allow the Word to speak to you that we can live the life that God's called us to live, that He can give us the strength that we need for each day. And um, would you just be ready to receive the blessing of the Lord, an appropriate blessing that closes out one year and walks with us into a new year this week. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. God, we thank you for your precious promises that never run out, are new every year, every morning, God. And God, we thank you that it rests upon our life, God. Lord, I pray that you would go with us today, keep us safe and strong until we can gather together again as the church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As you go this morning, remember the next time that we gather together will be Friday night for our New Year's Eve service and a meal before that time. And uh, so we look forward to gathering together for that. And uh, would you fellowship with one another, bless one another? If you need special prayer this morning, I'll be down front to pray with you. But God bless you as you go, and we'll look forward to seeing you next year. God bless you.